Hello and welcome to another episode of the Screen Chronicles. I'm Steve and with me as always is Ribsky Biscuit. And today we are talking <laughs> season five, episode eight of The Last Kingdom. What do you think of that, Rimsky? What do you think? <laughs> thank, thank you for using my given name at birth. I've only I've only recently changed it to Colby. You mean Colb Stone? Colb Stone, yeah, sir. Yeah. What did you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking about season five, episode eight of The Last Kingdom. We are almost right. at the end. We're going to give you a little brief little score at the beginning, some our non-spoilery thoughts. It's going to be so brief. You're going to roll your ankle, and then we're going to get into some spoiler talk, recapping it, breaking down all the Ethels and Ethels and why the Ethels and Ethels are looking and at the helms this kingdom and, and the, the helms. And the don't forget helms. about the helms. Mm-hmm. And why they're doing what they're doing. And then we're going to get into our best bro moments and our best moments. And you're going to just be so satisfied. You'll be like, mm. Mm. but Rimsky, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> this was a political episode. Yes. This was a political episode. Uh, it was not one of my favorites from the season, but it was not bad. Yeah. So I thought it was a good sort of transition episode. Last time we, we called the last episode a transition episode. This is also sort of transitioning, like you said, into possibly going to Bebenburr, which is sort of the talk of the episode a little bit. You know, we kind of got the inkling last episode, but there's some pretty awesome political moments in this episode. So I'm going to rate this one probably lower than some of the other episodes this season. And I think that's fair because it is a slower episode. So yeah. I'm going like seven out of 10 on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to just chop you right at the knees and I'm going 7.5. God oh. damn, bro. <laughs> Cause again, there, there are some 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 moments where I was Ethelhelm to me is uh, still in the show with a few things. Oh yeah, time. um, in a few moments here, and we'll talk about that. But so I mean, but yeah, it was definitely slower. This was definitely another one, you know, uh, where I was I was checking my phone a few times. That's something, you know, with the first like three seasons of the Last Kingdom, first four episodes of season four, like you just didn't do. It, but it was nowhere near. You know, I keep. I keep shitting on episode five of season four, but it was definitely nowhere near that level for me because there was still a lot of hints at where we were going. There was a little bit of taste like, mm, 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 here you go. You're going to get this. So I, it was still better than I think we. I gave that one like a five or something right um, yeah. back then. So, I mean, it was still more enjoyable than that because of some character moments and some revelations and revelations and definitely cool small moments i liked like where we're going like they're like hey yeah. this is what's gonna happen i was a tiny bit disappointed that this is the last season and like this is in one of the three last episodes of the show like like i don't know i, I want more bro moments i want more mm-hmm. battles mm-hmm. um things like that you know but it, it was it was generally a pretty solid episode yeah. i'd say this episode lived on really good acting yeah really good acting yeah and, and it was so I, th- I say without any further ado, let's get into it. Um, spoiler alert. Also, everybody, please let us know your thoughts of this episode. Uh, what did you like? Is there anything you didn't like? What were your favorite moments? What were your favorite bro moments? We love reading those. Let's get into this. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow, and check us out on social media. All the links down below. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Let's get to it. Yeah. So this episode starts where Uhtred is still... Uh, he's burning Brita's body and you see the sword and the flames and and the weeds throw out one more Brita flashback last episode he was beating the flashbacks Just out of Brita no, he's burning them out I know and there's just a few more that just jump out at him and like just the ghost of Brita but what I love about this little moment where he's burning Brita's body is the classic Eivor music I was gonna say that was that was big for me was the the music was just so like, you know, we've heard it obviously multiple times since so then, but times. it was definitely like season one, season three. Well, it was in season two, like the emotional moments after slavery uh, and things like that. Yeah. So, like that definitely, that definitely pulls on the, the member berries and the, the heart it strings. Does. What I love about this moment too is that memory comes back to him. And it's a memory of like Brito when she, it was a good memory, I think they were younger. And I think that's how he's going to remember her. 
I think he's going to remember a lot of the good stuff. And he looks and there's a deer looking at him and it looks at him and it just walks away. And he kind of just has this moment. What's that? It's just like, there's, I don't know, just the way you were telling it to us, like it looks at him, it just walks away. And it just, no, no, it just, it, but he has this moment like, okay, that's, that's sort of a sign or is that, you know, I, I've heard a lot of stories at least about when a loved one passes and all of a sudden, you know, an animal or something that you've never seen in your yard or comes, comes by like the next day. Or I've heard stories of like a loved one passed away and the next day a cat shows up out of nowhere and just wants to stay with them. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, a lot of stories like that. And I feel like that was a moment for him. Yeah. Danes, this is like a sign. If you remember like, yeah. When Ragnar, when they thought they got him to Valhalla again, yeah. Sort of the light started coming through the trees. There was a rainbow. So, I mean, like to him, that was, that was a sign. And it's Um, one of those classic last kingdom signs where it's like, okay, in their eyes, it's the gods, right? It's in their eyes. That's totally the gods, but, but it's also like, this is a deer field. And there's a, a deer, deer walk by <laughs> in this abandoned this field that nobody's been to Lloydus. Nobody went and re-inhabited that oh. where Ragnar Hall was. I bet you there's a Ragnar ghost just like on oh, fire going around. There. If there was just a Ragnar ghost, that'd have been amazing. How great would that have been if we did get like a, a Ragnar ghost like Obi-Wan moment with Utred? You know, Uhtred so, and Luke. I mean, not Uhtred and Luke. <sighs> Luke and Obi Wan. He he had to be like on mushrooms or super sick to make that like plausible yeah. in the last king, like with Leia Fritch, mm-hmm. which they kind of did with Leia Fritch, which was amazing the way they did that. Mm-hmm. You know, and Uhtred was sort of hallucinating because he was sick at, in season three. But yeah, I would have loved that. Like just a moment with Ragnar the Fearless. Yeah, Ragnar the Elder, or even Ragnar the Younger. You know, his brother. That would have been awesome. That would have been cool. Having Peter Gensler come back, he played such a cool Viking in season one in the first episode. He was awesome. I would have liked that, but I think you'd have had to do something weird to make it plausible in the last kingdom world. You know, and then otherwise it would have been too. It might have took away from because then Stiora comes and they have a moment where she's like, you know, you, you, and she, (laughs) I mean, I think we say this all the time, you know, destiny is all. And she literally goes, Destiny isn't all. I don't even. She believe says, "I in no it. longer believe in destiny," and Uhtred's like, oh. "Uhtred starts short circuiting." <laughs> like, does not compute. Does not. That does compute. not compute with Uhtred. Um, that's like the worst thing you could say to Uhtred. <laughs> destiny is not all. What? Uh, he's like that doesn't blasphemy. You don't even make sense right now. Blasphemous. Yeah. That is blasphemous but look steora is like look where your, your destiny you know has gotten you you're just like you kill all the danes kill all the danes you're a plaything of the saxons you um she's like what your destiny has brought me is pain and grief so yeah. i get where she's coming from but utrid's just like what yeah and she rides off um yeah. there's a sweet shot too um like where the horses are running by him as they're going away and he's just yeah. standing still. That was a pretty sweet shot. She makes a good point, too. She's like, so you were going to save her, but you couldn't stand up more for Sig Trigger? Which he tried. I mean, Uhtred tried. You know, it's not the same situation, but yeah. she kind of, from her point of view, she makes a good point. Like, you so easily forgive her. Now, it wasn't Uhtred who wanted Sig Trigger to die, but still. Yeah. uh, Stiora is rightfully upset, I think. Yeah, definitely. I I would have been too, you know, in that moment too. And and again, that's the person she loves, the Citrigger. And then Uhtred loved Brita at one point. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like I said, I said this before, like, I think he sees where she's coming from as far as she went back with the Danes because the Saxons were mean to her. Right. Um, She didn't want to take the same shit that Uhtred was taking. Mm -hmm. And she went back and then they, they beat her a bunch of times. Uhtred was one of the people that beat her a bunch of times. And then she loves Ragnar. Ragnar ends up getting killed. And then it turns out Canute, who she loved next, who got her pregnant, was in on it. And then he dies. And then she's captured into slavery and Saxons and blood betrayals. And so, I mean, like, she's pretty... Get over it. <laughs> Brita. Like, we all have issues. No. <laughs> yeah, but, but, like, I can see. Like, I can see where she's coming from with that. Yeah. yeah. I so, I mean, and, and I think he does. I think that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at here is I think Uhtred recognizes yeah. like, 
life is really fucked over Brita in a lot of ways. So like totally agree. Like I, I think she's she's not handling her circumstances well, but like there's definitely a lot of really shitty circumstances that have sort of pushed her to this perspective. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. And and I don't know if Steora truly understands the depth of Uhtred's love for Brita. No. Um, and even in the books, I think when Steora f- first meets Brita, like she doesn't know much about their history, Uhtred and her history. Yeah. And like he has to like, explain it to her a little bit. She's like, who is that? Like what? There's a lot she doesn't understand about that relationship. That, you know, because she hasn't seen seasons one through one through three, one through four. No, Most she was a, a baby <laughs> in season two. So, I mean. <laughs> so she completely missed season one. She completely missed season she one. She doesn't get those. You know, she didn't watch it. And I don't know, know if Netflix, because it was it was on BBC first. So when she was in season two, it was on BBC. So, like, if she missed the weekly releases, I mean, you're fucked. You know, and so, Alfred I mean, probably had some sort of propaganda, honestly. Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, there was one station with in alfred's in alfred's camp and it was it was church it was church right. station that's the first the beginning of the episode we then cut to um bebember actually and ethelhelm has been given a nice seaside view suite up above the cliff and so he's enjoying his nice room in bebember yeah. and <laughs> and i have to say ethelhelm seems to have come into bebember and just like taken over yeah. like he's sitting at the head of the table uh, i think later in the episode like wickgar who should be probably at the head of the table since he is wickgar bevember um has been now pushed to the middle of the table so i was like wow that happened quick now i understand like like uh constantine was like make sure he feels you treat him really well because he's promised me a lot but like he's given him the head of the table that's interesting <clears throat> yeah and that's that's one thing too I didn't really like in this one is, you know, we talked about in the last one is Whitgar just, he's not getting this, like, I'm the boss feeling that like I had in season four. Like he took right. that shit from his dad and from Uhtred. He's like, this is mine now, you know, I'm, I'm the boss. And now he's like, here's Ethelhelm, you know, again, love Adrian Schiller. Love what he's doing with Ethelhelm yeah. in this. It's so like funny and witty and he's and awesome. great, but it's also like I want Whitgar to be menacing. This is the guy like I yeah. want to hate. He killed Bianca, but like right now I'm just like, I now, want you to tell this guy off. You know, I think it is super fitting of Ethelhelm to just take that seat mm-hmm. without even asking, probably. Mm-hmm. Like that's very fitting of him. But it, yeah, I agree. I thought there would be more, like, what the hell are you doing in my seat, Ethelhelm? This is my house. Not so much. He he's annoyed. Whitgar is annoyed, and he goes up to Ethelhelm's quarters and tells him, "You have guests." And Ethelhelm's just like, um, not now. And Wickar is like, well, I'm telling you to. He's like, I'm not your lackey. So I'm like, I'm, lackey. I'm not going to run and tell them this message. And then all of a sudden Ethelhelm's like, I'm ready. You know, like trying to make it seem like it's like he made up his mind. You know, yeah, because like he, he says it's um, Elfford is here. But before he even said that, it was yeah. Elfford. I think yeah. he said that. And he's like, who is it? And, and uh, like, he's like, why did you not? Why did you not tell me sooner? Elford gets there. They they say, hey, let's have a mission together to make you the best. Yeah, because Alfred told him about how yeah, Agafu is now pregnant. You and, know what, too? He this... says, like, oh, Edward's got a really strong seed. It's going to be a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that compliment. He's like, your father has, has a strong seed. <laughs> He's going to be boy, 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 boy. That strong seed of his. <clears throat> I was like, oh, okay, Ethelhelm, all right. Give credit where credit's due, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Respect is respect, right? Respect is respect. Then also, too, like this this moment, too, I was just like, Ethelhelm, you dick. Like, he's just like, I'm willing to bet your father might have even been involved in her da- your mother dying. And it's just like, dude, like, that mm-hmm. was you. Like, that mm-hmm. was literally you. Like, you could, mm-hmm. you could keep it on the Danes at least, you know, you dick. Um but yeah. like and, and then Alfred's like, like no it was the Danes yeah he doesn't buy it but like he still it's just like what a dick for even trying it such a dick he's so manipulative and I honestly Adrian Schiller was an absolute thrill to watch this season yeah no he's I thought he was like truly fun to watch anyway they're at dinner later and this is when Ethel Holmes at the head of the table and they're talking about their plans and everything and Benedict stands up 
and kind of confronts him here. He basically, and Wickar's kind of warning them too about all of Ethelhelm's plan. He's like, he's going to start a war with your dad, you know, to Elfwerd. And Benedict stands up and basically confronts him about the men at Rancava. Ethelhelm is like, each one of them was complicit in my daughter's murder. And Benedict basically ditches. And he kind of says, well, I'm going to go pray or something. I'm going to find a place. But he leaves and he like runs away because Benedict, who, by the way, his debt is paid now, according to Ethelhelm. And he got some cash, too. He got some, he got some extra cash. Yeah. He got a tip. Got a tip. Twice over. Twice over. And so Benedict is just running off because now he knows the intel here. He knows what the plan is. And even though Benedict is not a good character, you can tell he is not on board with this. And like, this is not something he can just brush aside, which I believe later in the episode, he says that like, even though like this might get him in trouble for treachery because he took Ilford there, like the threat is too much that he has to say, he has to tell Edward what's going on. It's funny later when he shows up and he tells Aldhelm the news, he's and Aldhelm's like, "Oh, you're, you're a traitor. Um, we're gonna yeah. block you up, yeah. <laughs> traitor." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think about it. He he literally brought, according to Edward's eyes, Edward's heir to the enemy. Yeah, even if it is uh, Elford's grandpa. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's pretty bad. I think Benedict did the right thing. He he absolutely did the right thing. Elf Wynn gets brought yeah. by the guy who escaped from Edith and Aylesworth when Brezel was killed. He brings her up and he's like, sorry, Brezel died. And then like Elf Wynn is looking at Ethelhelm for a reaction like, ooh, yeah, isn't that great? One of your guys is dead. And Ethelhelm's like, people I like don't die so easily. Yeah. <laughs> what the f- this dude stopped you like- from killing yourself, you douche. Yeah, douchebag. You can tell it upsets him though that Brezel's gone because that was Brezel was a, a strong tool for him to have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of interesting. But that was interesting. Another yeah. moment with Ethelhelm and Aelford later too is is Ethelhelm's like talking to Aelford down in the hall at Bebenbur, and he's like, "You're going to be mentioned among Charlemagne," <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny because Aelford's just been kind of derpy this whole season. I know he's just kind of like poor, going along with it. Kind of poor kid. kid. I know Poor kid, honestly, he's and not a bad kid at all. No, it's he's just, not. His grandpa's a dick and he listens to him, you know, because yeah, he's neglected like he by him. his dad and Wickgar and his right hand man are up on top overlooking this. And they're like, is he drunk? <laughs> like, What is he saying right now? <laughs> and they, they even like shit talk, like not even trying to hide it at all. They're just yeah. like talking really loud <laughs> so they can hear them just right below. <laughs> Yeah, and then like they're looking at them at the end too. Like <laughs> they can all hear each other. Like I nobody know. went to a private room. They get that. Edwards ends up hearing that mm-hmm. Ethel Helm is up there and he has Elf Weird. And now right. and later he finds out they have Elf Win. And he's like, like, I'm not biting into this trap. Ethel Helm wants me to right. come up there and then I'm gonna get made fun of because I'm following him again. And like, right. I just don't want to get made fun of anymore. I don't want to be season four Edward anymore. I'm season yeah. five Edward. Season five Edward is cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to be season five Edward continued. I don't want to go back to season We're not going four. back. We're not going, We're not back, going back. I like the line too. And I think Adgifu's trying to calm him down. And he's like, do not dilute my anger. <laughs> Let me be pissed about this. <laughs> do not dilute my anger. Diluting it. And he's concerned, though, because he's like, like you just said, he does not want to be humiliated by Ethelhelm again. And he says something like, I thought I'd mastered these things, but now Ethelhelm again is under my skin. He's still doing this. And he's like, he's humiliated by the betrayal of his son. And he still is cool, Edward, though, because he says he he understands he's not thinking clearly. Mm. And he said, like, this moment is challenging my pride and I must think clearly. So that's a huge difference between season four and season five, where season four, he would have just acted immediately, where he still needs to calm down. Yeah. He even says, like, maybe I should just give up Aylford. That's that's a tough, tough talk, I think, because it's a son. It is a son. Yeah. And Iadgifu kind of is like sort of nudging him in that direction, like, Mm. because she's like, well, my baby could be your heir now. Mm Mm-hmm. But she's also like, I wouldn't ask you to just 
disregard your son just because of yeah. mine though like she's still being supportive but yeah she's also like well like we already have one like oh. yeah like here's another option just saying just, just saying back up back up <laughs> back up you know and and he's kind of debating like well if i don't you know do anything he's and he lives or if i don't like retrieve him he might just be a threat for the rest of my life like you know he's got things to think about and he's considering all options so it's cool it's cool ultimately he's thinking like if i don't lay into this trap if i do not play like at the home's game then he cannot win yeah you know one one thing too is ails with and edith show back up and they they're the ones who tell him that elf win is mm-hmm. taken and that complicates things <laughs> that's what complicates things but it, it was funny too this was a great scene when they meet the two of them meet Yagathu, his his now betrothed. Love this scene. And one Yagathu is like trying to be nice to Edward's mom, Ailsworth. She's like, "Hey, rest your bones. You know, I'm sure you're tired from and like hinting at being old, because El- and Ailsworth's like, I'm tired. My bones are sore. And she's like, from killing a man with my bare yeah. hands. <laughs> and he just like, well, you had a knife. And she's like, I wasn't wearing gloves. It was my yeah, <laughs> I wasn't wearing gloves. <laughs> And I like to, but like before that, she was like, when yeah. she was telling them the news, she was like, one of them did not escape my wrath. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she, yeah she literally is like, I would kneel, but my knees are stiff from slaughtering a man with my bare hands. <laughs> Without any gloves. No which, gloves. Which reminds me of that old SpongeBob uh, line. I had a bowl of nails for breakfast without any milk <laughs> and i love too before they go and meet Aylesworth, edward and uh, yadgafu are talking in the chamber and i think is, i think aldhelm comes in and says something to edward and he's like okay we must prepare for another attack <laughs> she's like what what it's my mother <laughs> i was like that's funny that is funny and this is a cool moment though because when edward's like um mom i want you to meet and and Elsa's, I do not care what whore you're with today or something like that. My wife. <laughs> she oh, oh, sorry. Um and your future grandchild. And Elizabeth just switches because like she wants all that. Yeah, you know? she wants all that. She's like, well, okay, if you're being responsible, you know, yeah. okay. Yeah. But so, she's always emphasizing the part, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> At least one harlots. did not survive my wrath. <laughs> my wrath. That was a great scene. Again, I was I was hoping originally that we were going to get a Finnan versus Brezel just showdown brawl, uh, but this was it was kind of great. She did that, you know. Um, and then it was it was funny. I mean, that was probably one of the funniest so, moments from the the season. I would say. I would say so. Yeah. Um, um, I would agree. Over. I would agree. And you know, the Last Kingdom was always kind of sprinkled in humor throughout. And so this felt like classic Last Kingdom humor. Yeah, it felt like it felt kind of to me a little different than Last Kingdom humor. Honestly, it felt kind of more like like more modern sort of humor, like from okay. like something. Yeah, it felt different. I mean, it's still like it fit in. Like yeah. it didn't take me out of it, but like it definitely felt different than like when Finn and like walked up on Pure Leg and put the sword yeah, and classic like pissing on like that's Last Kingdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, too mentioning back because she's taken a member. Elfwin is is with Ethel Helm eating yeah. dinner. And he's basically telling her what she's gonna do. And she's like, Well, I'm just gonna jump off the tower. And Ethel Helm's like, I don't really give a shit. Do that. He says, do it. <laughs> then do it. Do it, bitch. He says, he's like, do it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you won't. Like, he's totally like then I'll Sith find Lord. some other way to, to get them invested. Sith Lord. We say it every episode. And that's great, by the way. That's not a bad thing. But he's torn, he's turned Sith Lord. I know. Then do it. Do so, it. <laughs> but also, I love how he's just dissing the food, too. I know. Just he's like, dissing the sorry, food. this must be the best they have. Yeah. Sorry, you have to eat this food. And Wickar's like, what? What? This, what? this is like your best dinner here in Northumbria. Like, this is like the best we, we got. Wickar's like, that's uncalled for, dude. He also, like, it's like we have a husband for you. He's you know, he's a king, and she immediately looks at Aylford, and he's like, "Not him, that's your cousin." <laughs> and he well, he makes a joke about like how like too much 
inbreeding or something like leads to weak lines or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Look at him uh, knowing genetics. Look at him knowing yeah. the genetics here. Got to keep that genetic diversity going on. Yeah. There. And, and Elfwin kind of looks Elford like, well, like, how can you be part of this? I mean, that's her, that's her cousin. Right. So, mm-hmm. and he's like, it is not me who has been disloyal to my family. It is my family who's been disloyal to me. And again, from Aylford's point of view, I can kind of see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much all that happens there in Bember with mm-hmm. uh, Ethelhelm and them. Like we said, Benedict rides back. He tells yeah. them. And this was a great moment because earlier in the episode, after Uhtred gets back, he breaks the news to his son. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I didn't mm-hmm. kill her, but Siora did. And he's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Like, yeah, I've got like nothing going on for me. Like the Breda mission is over. Um I don't know. So, I, yeah. I haven't been watching the other scenes that I'm not in, so I don't know that there's this Bevenberg subplot that's going right. on. He's and just he like, had oh, met done. with the boys earlier, right? At the bar. And yeah. told them, he's like, guys, let's go back to Rumcova, I guess. And they were like, nah. Money. They're like, that's like the first half of season five. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like usually a season split into two books. And like, that was like the first book of this. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how, yeah, exactly. I love how they're all trying to talk him out of it, but ultimately they're like, look, we will go with you because mm-hmm. you're Uhtred and we love you. But like, please, we beg you to not do this. And these were the moments that I was liking because like, again, they don't know the whole Bedenberg thing. There's just teasing, just teasing, asking yeah. for them to come there. But like at the same time, Uhtred's like, I need somewhere to, for my daughter to grow up. Yeah. I need somewhere for my not where to, to her grow up, but also heal because she has like nowhere to go now. Yeah. And he knows how broken she is. And he's like, I need a new mission. Like and he and even like, asks so Edith all these too. things that are like he yeah. needs for him to do. And it's like, Bember, 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 Bember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like everything's coming. You know, all five seasons are lining up to this moment when he yes. can just go back. He even like tells Edith about Steor like she needs a home again, teasing like. I need to get somewhere for her to be. And also Edward's like, well, maybe you could help us take Elfwin back. And he's like, how can I give myself for that? And they don't know where Elfwin is, by the way. Yeah. They, they don't, don't know, know where Elfwin is. This and is they're important. trying to like convince Uhtred. Edward wants him help me get Elfwin back. And he's like, how can I give myself to Elfwin when my daughter needs me now? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to help. Yeah. And then what does Benedict say? Benedict rides up. And I just love this moment because he's like telling him Ethelhelm has Elfwin, they're doing this, blah, 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 blah. And Adam's like, all right, well, like, I've got to arrest you because this is treason. Yeah. He's like, well, where was that? Where are they at, too? By the oh, way, <laughs> by the way, by the way, where is this? He's like, oh, some little fortress no one ever talks about up north. Uh, Bebenbur. Uchard's and like, Uchard's just like, what? Huh? <laughs> Uchard went from going like, no. I will not do it. I'm not helping you get Elfwin. I'll not help you get Elfwin. When do you want to leave? <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. That's not of a true. bitch. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, though. Uhtred is not like immediately on board, but he does go like turn his head like, oh, oh, crap. They're at Bebenburg. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to go to Bebenburg. But he's also sort of like, is that arrogant of me? He has like a great talk with Purelig, like. Is this it just was, selfish for me to help just because to get this is my back? bro moment of the episode here is Father Pure Leg and mm-hmm. Uhtred together. You know, I, I miss Bianca. I miss the Ian Hart, Alexander Draymond, Adre moments together. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel, but I, I feel like this went differently than it would have if it was like Bianca's character. Like it's totally like there's like a different sort of relationship the two of them have, but it was still, it was still like one of those moments and it yep. was really good. It was just mm-hmm. like, they were talking about sort of like faith and and religion and like you could tell B- pure leg here is like still trying to like get Uhtred back and he's like nope gods gods plural and yeah <laughs> and he's like only oh, gods god he's like all right fine he's like let's let's maybe like let's agree on this but like but he's like he's pretty much like putting in his head like here's right like all this right. stuff is setting up you know for the finale of the season i mean for you to like have all your goals met. <laughs> Look, dude, there's only two episodes after this one. <laughs> Everything's coming together. Yeah, and I like too how like Uhtred literally tells him like Ethelhelm is attacking from Bebenbur and Pierlig's like, that's hilarious. Like literally <laughs> like who would have thought Ethelhelm would have Bebenbur, like your place. Yeah. And you'd be attacking him there. 
but he's he literally is like that's funny like he's like that's funny and uh, you know again Uhtred's sort of like you know am i having to choose between my own kids and and you know edward's kids and purely's like no like it's not that you're choosing between them you know it's just that it's the way you're looking at it you know and like you said they go into faith there's they talk about god having a sense of humor that was kind of like a theme so far this show too i mean Mm -hmm. with like was Ellsworth and uh when Ethelfled died and with mm-hmm. God and and uh in this moment here just kind of like you know destiny is all God that sort of fates yeah. thing or whatever and then with like with Pure Leg and Brita so yeah. like a lot of those kind of moments this season I thought was kind of interesting um sort of like setting up I guess kind of like your purpose identity sort of thing yeah, going I on so. I really like this talk though. I really liked it me this too was, to me, like a classic Last Kingdom moment here. Yeah. And I'm glad Uhtred didn't just immediately jump on board and like, like okay, let's go to Bevenber. Like it, it is a decision he needs to make because Steor is in a bad place. Let's not forget, Uhtred had a major fail last time he tried to take Bevenber. And I think, I think that still one haunts loss, him. Right? That's yeah. one loss, I think. I think that still haunts him. He, he's toying with that. And he's, is this his destiny? He's trying to, you know, I think he's almost, he's almost accepted that he's not going to get Bevenber before this. You know, yeah, if, and he's like, is this destiny or is it arrogance? Season and, four, he says, I am no longer Uchred Bember. He doesn't introduce himself yeah. as that anymore, I don't think. Before, mm-hmm. like, before he even had Bember before, he would still always say that going on. I'm Uchred Bember. Even though, like he hadn't been in Bember since he was like right. 12. He said, perhaps the gods have made a, a, a net, you know, to snare me here. Maybe that's what's happening. And he's like, last time I went to Bember, Biaka died. I lost Biaka. And he blames himself for that quite a bit, I'm sure. And Pure League, that's, that's where Pure League steps in. He's like, Bianca died because he believed in your mission. He believed in what, you know, you getting Bevan Burr. I'm going to cry. Steve, grab me. I'm sorry, man. We're going to take a five. Uh, <laughs> but for and, real, like, that, that, was, that, was, that was the moment that was, like, getting me. He was like, like, he wanted you to do this. If anything, this should be telling you that mm-hmm. this is the right move to make. Because, mm-hmm. like, Bianca was a cool dude. And he knew yeah. what he was doing. And he wants you to go there. And I think one of the last lines that sort of like, you know, Uhtred is kind of winning over. He's starting to think, okay, maybe I should do this. And, and basically he says, there's purely says to him, there's no shame in heaven. And he says, believe that my God is on your side and that you do not walk alone in this. And there's like a pause and Uhtred like smiles and looks at him and goes, there is no God. (laughs) Only the gods. (laughs) <laughs> that moment was cool yeah and they both was, they both kind of like have a, a chuckle inside about that one you know I, I love how they can talk about that without like getting into like an alfred sort of like scrape like only i'm right like they both they both yeah. be- respect each other's beliefs and they're still like trying to convert each other you yeah. know and <laughs> they're not giving any ground but they love each other like that's that we yeah, have was a great moment that definitely hands down this this whole moment that's, here my bro that's your bro moment, moment. hands mm. down hands down oh, man i have to find something else now <laughs> i don't know if there is well there is kind of because then we go eventually utra does make up his mind and he's like hey let's do this i'm like yeah let's talk to edward let's get this going there's a there's this really long scene at the end of the episode yeah. where it's just everyone is trying to persuade edward um yep. you know Ellsworth had said earlier like i don't understand why edward like isn't like doing this like i don't understand why he isn't going for like trying to save elfwin and make these moves and yeah he's like i just don't understand why not and obviously um, all the mercians like Eldhelm are like all for saving Elfwin. that's yeah. Ethelflaed's daughter and like too you she's know? thinking like you could like take a foothold in northumbria you know like yeah. like you've been taking kingdoms this whole season like that's yeah i don't understand why you don't want to now so, so utra goes to really, edward right yeah, yeah. and it ends and into like, a really long scene of like all of them trying to persuade him like yeah the main characters here yeah it is and like when Uhtred goes to do that he's trying to like give him the plan like look let me intercept Constantine we'll be able to kind of corner Ethelhelm at Bevenber and take it but we need to you know cut off Constantine and again Edward is resistant to all this he doesn't want to jump into the battle like this his plan that he says is you know I don't really care if Aylford marries him right because they know the idea now because Benedict came back and told him. Yeah. He's like, what I'll do is I'll just make a deal with Constantine. We'll divide Northumbria and then we don't have to go to war. It'll be peaceful. 
And everyone's like, you're going to split the Saxon lands? Like, what? That's insane. But the other cool part about this scene is that, like, Finnan and Citric were sort of mad at Uhtred. They were going to follow Uhtred to Rumcova, but they weren't happy about it. But as soon as they heard that, ooh, Bebenberg could be coming back, all of a sudden, there they are behind him. And they're just there for him. And uh, that that was another cool bro moment. That they just always have his back. Yeah. That's what it pretty much turns into just a pretty prolonged bro moment here where, uh, like you said, Citric, uh, young Uhtred, Finnan show up to basically support Uhtred. Of course, they're going to. Right. And then even... And then everyone just sort of starts taking turns like, I am going to support Uhtred. And they go and they stand next to Uhtred. Like, I think it's Pure League first. And it's like, oh, okay, all right. That makes sense. Pure yeah, they keep stepping up. And then Edith, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Aylesworth. And then Aylesworth. Aylesworth was like, now that was kind of symbolic because like yeah. she's hated his guts pretty much the whole time. And even in into season four, like she was like, mm-hmm. like there was only like one part where she sort of acknowledged that Uchid was cool. She was like, remember when, when they were with Pure Leg in the woods and she was like, yeah. you know, I guess you are kind of good, you know? And now like, I guess the rest of us can notice that. And Pure Leg was like, we've all noticed that. Yeah. yeah like we've all, <laughs> we've all noticed it. So, I mean, like, Aldhelm steps up. And then Aldhelm yeah. too. Aldhelm is like, sorry, but I got to do this. And then he turns his head to um, Harry Gilby. He turns his head to Ethelstan. Yeah. Like, what do you think? After a long pause too. He, like he's tapping his ring on the wooden arm of the of his throne. And we're all like thinking. In, uh, season four thinking... too, he was like tapping the ring. It's yeah. Kind of a, and like, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe they're convincing him here. Maybe like he's going to stand up and be like, we go to Bebenbur, mm-hmm. you know, and he stands up and he says, Ethelstan, my boy, what do you have to say on the matter? And this is another cool moment from both sides because Uhtred's immediately like, you do not have to answer that. And Edward's like, but yeah, he kind of does because he might someday be king, which is like the first time I think yeah. that he's publicly said that there's a chance that Ethelstan, my, well, some people think is a bastard son, even though technically he's not because it was yeah. in wedlock, could possibly be king. That's a powerful moment to me. That was a pretty cool moment. And he ultimately says, I'm on Team Uhtred. Hashtag Team Uhtred. <laughs> he says, hashtag Team Uhtred. And he hashtag steps team, back. He steps over there. <laughs> and then this is where I was thinking, Edward's going to go Team Uhtred. And they're like, you know, whether you want to be with us or not, we're going there. And you're just like, all right, Edward, I guess, you know, like you have to run. go. Yeah. And he's like, do not forget the people I have crushed. Yeah. Forget the eldermen <laughs> of Mercia. Do not forget Citra gear. Don't forget all the other fuckers. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and he like sends his guards like around like all of the people we like in the show. <laughs> like all in one it's like they've all teamed up together and edwards now surrounded and i'm frustrated because like i think the first time i watched the show i was like god damn it edward you know and i am in this moment too it's like come on just let's go to babenberg this is also kind of funny to me though too because again edward was like the king the king moments here you know like yeah uh, if you remember like uh cersei from game of thrones where she's just like no power is power and she does that to little finger and she's like oh cut his throat ah, i changed my mind turn around you know like that was a really cool moment and like that's right that's kind of what this felt like to me is like don't forget the people i've crushed you yeah. know like I, i'm not just some guy that eight people can say no to you know and like yeah. our own oh, no eight people said no to me i have yeah. i have three kingdoms bitch you know <laughs> yes <laughs> it's cool it's cool but again you know it is it is frustrating because i was hoping and- like oh here's this great and this was this was a bro moment here, like this, the, all yeah. of them coming together and they're like, Bember season finale, Bember season yeah. five finale. Like, Edward's like <laughs> anti bro moment. <laughs> I see your bro moment and I raise you a major anti bro moment here. <laughs> but no, they it kind of unites them more. And also Finnan sort of like antagonizes him a little bit. Like it's like that when you're losing a game and like that one kid on the other team trash talks you like, yeah, yeah. how's it going? How are you? You know, what's the score scoreboard, bro? Mm. And Finnan says that to him. He's like, I'm not sure things are going your way, Lord. 
when like everybody's like like I think that's after Ethelstan sides yeah. with Uhtred. After everyone's standing over there, yeah. and it's just like, dude. But like that's one thing I was thinking though too. Like it was like, oh wow, all the, all the heavy hitters in the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, that's eight people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's eight people. And and, and <laughs> Edward's got like a whole army just surrounding this whole. He's F-O-H-E-R. got three armies. He's got three <laughs> kingdoms, and eight people are like, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. I also like. I want to talk a little bit about what Ethel Stan says too, because it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think what Edward said was like he could someday be the king that faces the Scots too. Mm-hmm. So is that some foreshadowing? We'll find out. He says to divide the lands, that's not unity. You know? Yeah. And I, I don't know. To me, Ethelstan is such he's very kingly already. I think he's being very noble. He's more of yes, the traditional sort of um king we see in other shows and movies like Aragon yeah. uh from Lord of the Rings. Um yep. Versus someone like most of the kings from this show, which I think is great because it, right. it kind of makes them feel more realistic how they they're flawed. They're yeah. flawed. But he's pretty much he's noticing all these flaws and he's raised by Uhtred and he's just like, I want to be like the cool king. Um, yeah. but and again, he's raised by Uhtred, so he's perfect. So yeah. he might uh, change, though. <laughs> he might change. I don't know. I mean, like, uh, again, no spoilers. I mean, I don't know from this season or anything, but I mean, in the books, I can tell you he's a little different. Um, eventually, I think the crown goes to his head, but in right now, it's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, what, what he'll do. By the way, we, we said it last episode late, and if you missed it, we'll say it again here. Edward's wearing Alfred's old crown. I don't know if it's the same exact crown, maybe Alfred was buried in his crown, I don't know, but it looks like Alfred's crown. It's much different than what uh, Edward was wearing yeah. in season four, and it's just I've, so symbolic of like how Edward is freaking wielding it, his power this season. And, and he's in control of his emotions now, too. There was, like, a point mm-hmm. in season four where you're like, oh, he's becoming, he's starting to wield it. And he does say, like, there's a great moment in one of those uh, Mercy episodes where he's like, I am a king and I know how to wield my power or something like that. And he has, like, yes. the, the two fingers. Yeah. And that was two a great fingers. moment. But again, generally, that, that season, even after that, he goes back to being very emotionally manipulated. He loses freaking Winchester. Yeah, he loses his Winchester. He's freaking out. He just like charges a gate and he's, he's just charging the walls. Yeah, he loses all control. He's just acting pure emotion. So, but this season, like you yeah. said, like I think that is, I think that is what they're trying to symbolize. He's in control now. You know, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. this isn't the smart move right now. But again, Alfred didn't always make the smart move. That's why I always had Uhtred. But yeah. sometimes, though, Alfred was the one making the smart move, but it was Uhtred who was getting shit canned yeah. for it. Right. So, I think that's Edward's head right now. Is like, I'm am I making a smart move? But yeah, I mean, he even says like, I can't put Uhtred's ambition over the lives of my people because he's kind of seen it like, oh well, Uhtred, now you want to take Bebember, now you want to help get Elfwin. He's like, now you're a Saxon. Like, yeah, now yes, he says like, like now now yes. you're a Saxon when you're going around doing pagan shit yeah. and he says now finally you're with a your Saxon. accent, you know? Maybe. Yeah, that's that's where it ends. Is he's got our our favorite character surrounded and it looks like oh and he tells them like you guys are leaving you guys aren't leaving you're staying overnight you know yeah, he indefinitely. Says if anybody leaves like you'll be a penalty of um execution and utrid says to him like well if we delay we'll lose our advantage so you better choose, choose. episode eight That's basically how the episode ends crazy scene uh not very memorable scene i would say i think yes this whole episode that's kind of what boils down to me like that was that was a scene that certainly stuck out to me at the end of the season. That's what that's what kept me from dipping like to a seven all the way or below a seven with this episode is one the the Ethelhelm moments when he was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, even though again I want Whitgar to be more of a boss right now, and then two was all the Bev and Burr hints here. All the like we said, there's the irony going on. We we know that Bember is the place to be. Uh, it's going to be what. What the Saxons want, right. it what's it's what Uhtred wants, it's what he needs for Stior, it's what he needs for his men, and but like he doesn't know yet. So like it's it's so satisfying then when it's finally like when Althelm's like, Oh, where did you say that was? And I love that moment. He's like, Oh, uh this little place, little fort up north. Um you probably Denver? never heard of it. You probably never heard of it. <laughs> probably never heard of it. It's like in the middle of nowhere. And, and I think uh-oh. that's cool too that it's Benedict because we know Benedict does not have a close like 
like, look, if it was Pure League who was the one who brought him up there and came back, he literally been yelling, Ultra, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> he ran to the gates, sprinting. Sprinting. <laughs> like, remember when he, he was running to the Welsh in season four, just the whole oh, like, second the half of the season, up running, the running up hills? Jeez, the hill runs. That would have been him just sprinting back. <laughs> Ultra there, Bebebo, let's go. <laughs> So uh, yeah, but I mean that's that's the episode, and uh, yeah. again, it was that's those were the things, and then of course the ending. I just, I loved how long that scene was too. They didn't they didn't take they let those yeah. moments have their beats, with each character sticking up for Utrecht, uh, meaning something, and then. And um, I think I think in your head while it's happening, you're like, okay, this is how Edward is convinced to go to Bevenberg. And yeah, it's again, and it's, it's a little like, twist with Edward. Here. Nope, it's a, nope, it's, Edward it's is not ready to go to Bevenberg. So it's super cool uh, episode. Frustrating, I think, because we all just want Edward to be like, yeah, take my entire army. <laughs> let's go take that shit and be done with it. All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> let's end it in nine episodes this season. <laughs> but- <laughs> Record. Record nine. <laughs> Tenth episode is just like Uhtred chilling in Bember. Just, yeah, it's a- <laughs> just, just eating. Eating I'd like an episode like that. I'd like just, an episode like just that. Just like not edited at all. Just Utrecht, like literally just the camera fixed in one spot. When Utrecht sits down, he's like eating. He gets up, he goes to the bathroom. We don't see where he goes for a bit. He comes back, he sits down. Yeah, it's just like a, a security camera on the wall. Yeah, that's what yeah. I want. That's what yeah. I wanted. <laughs> that's episode all I wanted 11. this season. <laughs> that's all I wanted this season. It's just like eight hours of empty room. <laughs> Five minutes of conversation. They leave. <laughs> compared to the ep- other episodes it just doesn't feel like as much happened this episode no nah. it was a good episode it was a solid it's last a kingdom episode, episode. i still enjoyed it and, i enjoyed uh, it the acting I mean, was great again for other shows though you know we, we talked about this before why we fell in love with the show is it it never had build episodes definitely season four is the first time there's ever like build, build. episodes yeah, i would say um, so and then so there's there's only been maybe three three or four this season mm-hmm. out of ten which isn't too bad but again and i i have to say i think it kind of had to happen like that because of the 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 quick transition they need to make a transition from well all the shit that happened in the first half of the season to a bebember plot line yeah whereas like season two they could literally just do four episodes cut start a whole new Adventure. plot line the second half, you know? Yeah. And that couldn't really happen, I don't think, this season. No. So I think they needed to do that to make it seem like a natural transition, which they did well. I thought they did well. And that's what it, it was. It was nice that they, Uchur is conflicted about, like, does yeah. he want to do this? You know, it. so the payoff for him mm-hmm. deciding that he wants to do it is, it's more satisfying, it's more natural. Yeah. One other thing that oh. happens this episode very short scene but it's oh, another balls. constantine scene oh, um constantine's standing there with his arms crossed talking with his i think it's his men i don't know if it's the other lord of mercia but it's it's definitely people like that i think are in his inner circle they're talking um strategy and his nephew is like you know i don't think it's smart to trust a guy that like betrayed his own king and he's like true but what he offers is sound and um he's like we do not alert edward to our presence He's kind of talking about the plan. We're going to go. Um, and once we are all as one, we'll attack Edward. And, you know, they're still like, you know, we shouldn't you know, always trust Ethelhelm. And he's like, look, I'll stand by my word for as long as necessary. It's like, to me, Constantine being like that, it just makes him more of a threat. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I'll go back on my word if I have to, if that's what, if it comes down to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was cool. Going his way. So what? What was your? We already know your favorite bro moment. Bro moment, definitely pure leg and neutral. Yeah, hands down. So I'll take since you take that one, which I think I would have taken. I'm going to take the other one, just to highlight it. Um, just when everybody stands behind Utrid. Yeah. Now look, they're all doing it for different motives. We have to understand that. But I'm going to more specifically go with the theme of Finnan and Citric, who before basically said we don't want to go to rum cover with you but we will oh by the way in that scene too ethelstan basically is like i want to go with you Uhtred, but i also want to serve my father and Uhtred's like i get it 
He's not mad at him for that. He's like, I understand. Like, you're going to be a freaking king. Mm-hmm. So I get it. That and then when they're right behind him, like when the time to go, it's like, there are the boys. There are the boys. So going with that bro moment, sort of everyone getting behind Uhtred and Finn and Citric just being there for Uhtred 100%. So what was your favorite overall moment? It could be the, the moment at the end there with, mm-hmm. with everyone coming together. I'm, I'm going to have to go just say, though, the, the, little, the little music at the beginning with uh, mm. Ivar, John Loon, um, Uhtred finishing up the burial for Brita, just some, some cool sort of Last Kingdom little tie-up stuff. I mean, it, it pretty much got resolved at the end of last episode, um, but, it was, yeah, it was but it was still cool to just kind of get that little feeling there. Mm-hmm. Or... I don't know. Maybe when, maybe like, honestly, honestly too, just when Benedict was like, ah, the little place up North, uh, Bember. That, that's um, what I was going to pick. So I'm that's gonna, I'll go Brita pick. then. I'll go Brita. Okay. I'm going to pick the one with Bember because that as a moment, a pure moment when Uhtred looks like here we and, go. And like me as it's an like, audience member, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting like, for him to say it. Say it. Say it. Say, like, say, 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 say. Ask him, ask him where he was. Ask him where he was, please. And he does. And it's like, here we go. We know. Like Uhtred's been saying, no, I'm not going to help. No, no, no. Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Again, it didn't happen like that. He had like a, a little bit of inner turmoil about choosing to do this. And he had to have an awesome pure league talk. But that's my favorite moment. Good episode. 7 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10 for Steve. The average is to a 7.25. See that math? That's pretty good math. Thanks. Tell us your thoughts. What did you think of this episode? Did we rate it fairly? Do you think we rated it fairly or were we stupid? Were we really and... stupid? Be mean to us. I mean, we told you what yeah. that one other episode <laughs> to be mean to us. And like you guys have been like kind of passive aggressive. I want like straight coming at us stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, is that the best you can do? And then, but then next, the next two episodes, I want you to be nice to us again. Okay. But okay. this one, comments mean make it mean be mean to us be mean and tell us what you thought best bro moments what are your best bro moments what are your favorite moments um tell them in the comments down below if you're watching or listening youtube podcast you can always check out the other one too and it's like we always say how do i call you again (laughs) i can't remember (laughs) oh rimsky biscuit that's it (laughs) and it's like we always say rimsky biscuit Goodbye. And destiny is on.